Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling. I want to invite your attention this morning to Psalms 40. 40th division of Psalm 4-0. The word of the Lord from Psalms 40, beginning at verse number 1, reads as follows. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet on a rock and established my steps. He has put a new song in my mouth, praise to our God. Many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust and does not respect the proud nor such as uh, turn aside to lies. Many, O Lord, my God, are your wonderful works which you have done and your thoughts toward us cannot be recounted to you in order. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. This morning, Katerin, as I um, uh, approached this uh, message, I had uh, been really praying and uh, just laboring and waiting on the Lord to find out, God, where uh, where, do you, where would you have me be on this particular Sunday, and uh, what what word would you have me uh, to declare? And God led me to this particular uh, psalm, Psalm 40. I had in my heart's desire to to share, uh, in some ways, uh, my my testimony of my journey over these 25 years in ministry, and. 10 years as pastor here at Kettering. And though I wanted to share testimony, I really didn't want to talk about me. But what I wanted to talk about was the God in me who has made all this possible. Because I realized this calling that I have is a calling to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and not any gospel of my own. So I wanted to uh, make sure that I stayed in order and did not disrespect God or my calling. I just wanted to open up somehow to be able to share from a personal perspective, but at the same time to give him all the glory for everything that he has done. For I've realized and come to the very definitive conclusion in my ministry life as well as in my personal life that everything that has been done has not been me. I know myself better than that. That all that he has done, it has truly and in, in totality been God. Uh, so it is indeed all God that has been doing and working and accomplishing any and everything that has been done, worked, or accomplished here at Kettering or in the 25 years of my ministry service. It indeed uh, belongs to him. All the glory and all the praise belongs to him. But as I worked my way through this 40th division of Psalm, what I found out was this Psalm 
conveys a very powerful testimony of triumph of David. It, it allows us to glimpse into David's situation. And here, uh, David declared the glory of God. And at the same time, as I look at this text this morning, what I want to be able to do is also reflect perhaps on some of my own and, 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 and share from some of my own uh, depth of experience and depth of testimony uh, as I too, uh, like David, uh, waited patiently on the Lord. I want to speak to you today from the subject matter, I waited. Um, David begins here in this 40th division of Psalm, sharing with us his rewards for waiting uh, on the Lord. I want to share with you my, my rewards when I waited. That's the first idea I want to look at here in the text because what David says uh, in the beginning here is, I waited patiently for the Lord. Now, the fact that David includes this word patiently helps me uh, and perhaps you to understand that everybody who's waiting is not waiting patiently. Can I get one honest person in the house that would declare that, yes, I'm waiting, but I'm not exactly patient in my waiting? Uh, The danger in waiting without patience is that somewhere along the way, you will take matters into your own hands. You, you, You will decide that, you know what, I can do this better than God. You might not articulate it that way, but what, what happens on the inside of us when, we're, when we become impatient in our waiting is we, we start to become educated and we become logical in our thinking. We get to the place where we say, you know what, I can think my way out of this. I don't know if you've ever been there, but I've been in some situations every now and then where it just, for, for, from an honest physical perspective, it just was taking God too long. I'm talking from the perspective of understanding that God does what he wants to do, when he wants to do, how he wants to do, and every time he does it, it's always on time. But that's his time, not not my time. See, sometimes he just didn't show up in my time. And, 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 and I had a tendency uh, to, to, to take things into my own hands. But as it relates to uh, this message that David conveys here this morning. David says, I waited patiently for the Lord. And, and then he goes on, he says, uh, not only did I wait patiently uh, for the Lord, I waited patiently for the Lord. He says, and he inclined to me. Uh, David says, when I, while I was waiting, God, God rewarded me by, by inclining his ear to me. Now, the image and the picture of, of this is God sitting on the throne and, and while David is praying and while David is waiting that God is moved to the point where he leans forward on his throne, turns his ear toward David, and he begins to incline to David's request. I don't know about you, but every now and then I need the Lord to be moved to to incline his ear to hear what I'm saying and as I've looked back over my life I know that there's been times when the Lord has inclined his ear to me David doesn't say that he doesn't stop there he says not only did he incline his ear but he heard my cry 
And as a result of him hearing my cry and inclining his ear, being moved by my patience while I was waiting patiently on the Lord, the Lord rewarded me by listening to me and hearing me. But here's the good news. God, when he hears you and he listens to you, he'll do something about it. God's not like man. Man will hear you, he'll listen to you, and he, he'll shake his head and say, oh, that's a terrible story. Walk off and leave you right there. God's not like that. God will not only hear your request, but he'll do something about it. David says, not only did the Lord hear my cry, he says, he brought me up out of a horrible pit. He did something for me. David says, when I was in trouble, God lifted me. He brought me up out of a horrible pit. Anybody ever been in a horrible pit? The picture, the image here is this. I'm in a situation where I can't get out of a bad situation on every side. No matter how you looked at it, it was bad. No matter how you cut it, how you sliced it, how you diced it, it was bad on every side. And David said, I was so stuck in the pit. I was so engulfed in the trouble. I was so stuck in it. It was like miry clay. Now, miry clay is that sticky, thick heavy stuff that once you step down into it, it just kind of around you. And when you try to get out, it won't let you go. And even if you manage to pull one leg out, you leave your shoe behind. David says, I was in that kind of a situation and I was in a pit. Circumstances were beyond my control. They were over my head, but God brought me up because I waited. If I think about my own life story, I think about the, the horrible pit that he brought me up out of. Now, I didn't, I didn't get, I, I got saved as a child, so I didn't have a whole lot of time to get into a whole lot of trouble before I got saved. But nonetheless, because I was still in sin and still on my way to hell, he delivered me, even as a child, out of the horrible pit of hell that I couldn't climb my way out of, I couldn't dig my way out of, but he lifted me because I waited on him because I couldn't get out myself. So I waited on the Lord, and he, he brought me up out of this horrible pit. He, he lifted me, and David says, watch this, he delivered me, but, but he did something else. He, he, he took me out of this, this horrible pit and this miry clay. He set my feet on a rock. David says, in essence, not only did God give me freedom, he gave me stability. God lifted him. He says, David, uh, David I was in trouble. I, I was in a miry clay, but God delivered me out of the horrible pit, and then he set me on some stable ground. He set me on a rock. He set me in a place where I didn't have to worry about sinking anymore. Anybody been lifted? He lifted me up out of this horrible pit. He gave me uh, freedom. He gave me stability. But then he goes on. He says, look, he established my steps. He gave me a direction. And as I think through this and I listen to David talk and I can't help but see my own life story because, watch this, not only did God lift me up out of a horrible pit, but, and I know I may not be the only one, but when, after he saved me, because I didn't really have a good sense of direction, I, I went back to the pit. And I did some things that were not like God, and, and I was trying to find my way, but God, because he's a good God, because I waited on him, because I didn't know what else to do, he lifted me up again and again and again, and he sat my feet on a solid rock, and then he told me, this is the way. 
God established my footsteps. He established uh, David's footsteps. He gave him a sense of direction. And listen, David said, listen, David, pour out the rewards that he had received for waiting on the Lord. He says, then the Lord gave me a new song. Put a new song in my mouth. In essence, David says, I don't have to sing the old, old song, Nobody Knows My Trouble. But God gave me a new song, that, that song of praises to my God. I, I'm now able to lift my head and, and, and shout the victory and give God all the glory and song. He put a new song in my heart. You, you know, when you've been delivered from something, God will give you a new song. When you've come up out of a horrible pit, when God has, has lifted you and established you and set your direction, you can sing a new song. David says God gave me a new song. David uh, had an opportunity, a time in his life when he was wandering around. He had already been anointed king. He, he's waiting for Saul to get out the way. He's waiting on the Lord to open up the door, waiting on the Lord to do what he's going to do, waiting on the Lord to move Saul out of the way. And David knows something about waiting. And David said, I waited patiently, but because I waited, God blessed me. God established me. He, he gave me direction. He, he, he set me free from, from that enemy that had me all around, and he established me. He put a new song in my mouth. He uh, has established me. And watch this. He says, many see it and fear and will turn and trust the Lord. As a result of all the blessings that came in David's life, David says, as a result of all the blessings and, and all the things that have come into my life, God has caused my blessings to overflow. And now the blessings from me waiting are affecting people around me. Because you wait on God and because people see God do things in your life, watch this, God's blessing will turn on them and they will fear God and they will come and know God and they'll know that the God you serve is real. I, I wish I could lay this out like I really wanted to, but I, I got to tell y'all, I didn't, I didn't, I grew up right here in this same little area and, 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 and there's some folk that, that knew me. See, some preachers, some pastors had the benefit of growing up in one town, moving to another town or another state, and they become pastors and preachers there, and nobody didn't know them when they was young. There's folk here that still know me. But, but watch this, but because people knew me, now when they see me, now when they see what God has done because I waited on him for direction, now they look at me and they see the, they can have a fear of God and it, it can turn to them and cause them to trust God because if God did it for Sterling, show enough he could do it for me. David here in our text says, pauses for a moment and he says, now as I think about the blessings of the Lord that that, that, that how he's rewarded me for my waiting. He, he pauses for a moment. He says, you know what? It's a good thing for a man to trust only in the Lord. <laughs> it almost like David is starting to think about how the God has blessed him. And, and he's got to pause and say, you know what? Everybody ought to do this. He says in verse number four, blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust instead of the wicked in essence. Does not respect the proud and such who turn aside the lies. In other words, the one that doesn't follow after the, the wicked, but rather trust in God. It's, it's a good thing to wait patiently on the Lord and him alone. And then he comes back and he says, pouring out and, and showing, sharing more of the rewards. He says here in verse 5, many, O Lord, my God, are your wonderful works which you have done and your thoughts towards us. 
cannot be recounted to you in order. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. David, in essence, says if I, if I started to try to testify and say how good God has been, if I, if I began to lay out how he's blessed me, one, I can't even name them in order. They would just keep coming up, and they would come all out of order. And, and, and if I started naming them, I would run out of time to name them all. And, and, but David says when I think about what God has done for me, I know there's one or two folk that can think back. And, and if you really think about what God has done, it's more than you can even imagine is more than can be numbered and as I think back over my own life I think about how God has kept me and how he's brought me and how he's saved me and how he delivered me and how he's he's continuing to watch over me I think about how he blessed me with this wonderful woman our first lady and and I turned to God and I said to God God I know you knew what was best for me he brought me a far better woman than I would have chosen for myself and I thank God this morning for 26 years of being married and in love with the same woman when I start counting the blessings of God I think about what the doctor said some 25 years ago or more he told my wife you can't have any children but now we got three I think about the cancer that came in her body and I think about how God healed her of cancer 100% clean I think about how the enemy tried to kill me when I was thrown through the windshield of a car because I wasn't smart enough. I was so foolish. I'm out there drinking and driving and wrecked the car and almost killed myself. I thank God he kept me then. I thank God he brought me through school and brought me to a place where I could learn how to preach the gospel, brought me to a people who would appreciate the gospel, brought me to a church family like Kettering Baptist Church. I thank God for you. When I think about how good God has been with to me, he's poured out the blessings on me because I waited on him. I didn't, let me, the way I came to Kettering, I didn't come looking for Kettering. I waited on the Lord. God told me it was time for me to leave where I was. And I had multiple offers to go other places. But I waited on him. I said, Lord, I'm just going to wait right here. I had a church that offered me real nice money. And watch this. All I had to do was preach on Sunday and teach Bible study on Wednesday. I ain't had to do nothing else. But I said, Lord, that's not for me. I don't, I don't feel you're calling me to do that. And I waited until God brought Kettering to me. And I waited on him. And so when I think back now and I say, God, I thank you that I waited because you gave me a congregation. You gave me a people whom I could love and who love me back. I thank God for the blessings he's poured out in my life. And there's so many, I can't even number them all. The ways in which God has blessed. I think back, I was sharing this morning, yesterday, 10 years ago yesterday, my father died. He was in the hospital. He wasn't supposed to die. He wasn't sick unto death. He died. Three months later, my mother had a massive heart attack. They told her she wouldn't live. She's still alive today. I thank God for that kind of keeping power. A month later, my brother was murdered right in front of his children. I thank God he's brought us through all of that. 
Because a whole lot of people would have turned around and said, something must be wrong at Kettering. If you'd have gone to Kettering and had all them kind of problems, something must be wrong. But God had already established my steps. He had already let me know, this is the way you're going to walk. You just keep walking with me and I'll keep you. And he's kept me. And he's blessed me. I can say like David, yes, God has surely been so good to me that I can't even recount in order all the things he's done. And I just praise him and I thank him for so much of what he's done. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable, the blessings that I receive from God. And so here I am, praising him, thanking him because of the rewards he's given me because I waited. In the same way as David says, second thing David says here, as I was waiting on the Lord, He shares with us my revelation while I waited. Pick it up there in verse number six. Because listen to me, Katerin. When you wait patiently on God, he'll he'll reveal things to you. He'll begin to give you glimpses of what lies ahead when you wait on him. When you get ahead of him, you can't see. Watch this. The reason why you can't see when you get ahead of him is because he is a light unto your path. A lamp unto your feet. But if you get ahead of the lamp and you get ahead of the light, you'll be walking in darkness. But I'm so glad that he gives revelation while you wait on him. And so David says, while I was waiting on the Lord, the Lord began to give me revelation. Picking up in verse 10 and verse 6, rather, he says, sacrifices and offerings you did not desire. He says, my ears you have opened, burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not require. David says, as a result of all the blessings that came in my life, I thought, Lord, you have blessed me, and you have blessed me, and you, I thought you really just wanted me to keep giving you offerings and sacrifices and, and sweet aromas and all that, but God, you revealed something to me. It wasn't the offerings that you wanted. It was me that you wanted. And David said, I, my ears were open. I could, they were unclogged. I could hear that you wanted me. I could hear that you were calling me. And so I surrendered to you. When David says, my ears were open, this, this is kind of a twofold statement when David is saying here. On the one hand, David is saying, because I waited on you and you gave me revelation. So my revelation was that my ears were open so I could hear, so I could hear what you were saying. The second thing David is saying is, in the same manner, in this particular culture and time, if you were a slave and you decided to stay with your master after you had been set free, you would go to the, the doorpost and they would... They will pierce your ear on the doorpost. David said, look, God, when I realized how good you had been to me, all the blessings you had poured in my life, and I realized through revelation that you wanted my life to be committed to you, God, I surrendered and I said, go ahead, pierce my ear, because I'll be your slave for the rest of my life. I'll serve you for the rest of my days. And Katerin, I'm standing here right here before you after 25 years of having my ear pierced. I told the Lord 25 years ago, God, I'll serve you for the rest of my life. I surrender to you because you opened up my ears and caused me to hear what the calling on my life was. Now I know, Lord, what it is you have me to do. So I don't have a problem being a servant to the Lord. I don't have a problem uh, being a slave to God. I'll do what he asked me to do. I've had my ears open. I've had them pierced. I've I've surrendered and committed myself to the Lord because while I waited, he gave me revelation. 
<laughs> he clarified for me what it was he would have me to do. And I'm, I'm hoping and I'm talking to you this morning that if you wait on the Lord, he'll give you revelation. He'll help you understand what it is he has for you to do. And all he's really after is you to surrender. He, he, he's not after your money. He's not after your house. He's, not after, he's after you to surrender the rest of your life to him. To continue our journey, tune in next week for the second half of today's message. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions in support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together and we invite you to join us for one of our spirit-filled worship services Sundays at 8 a.m. or 11 a.m. at our new edifice called the Legacy Center located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence.